Hello, welcome to the BS8 pod. A podcast series discussing the updates coming out of the University of Bristol. And we also want to give you a platform in which to share your views and thoughts on everything related to what we discuss and more. My name's Lewis, a current University of Bristol student. And each episode I'll be joined by Ryan, a University of Bristol graduate doing a PhD in economics at the University of Washington. Now, the news topic for today's episode focuses on the NHS gaining 220 of the University of Bristol's fifth-year medics, as for the first time ever, they will graduate early and online, allowing them to work for the NHS to help combat this COVID-19 crisis that we find ourselves in. This is where I want to bring Ryan in. He'll be able to give us his views from America. What do you think of this, the University of Bristol graduating these medics early? I think it's a, a great move. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me, Lewis. I've kind of been thinking about this over the last few weeks, and on the news where we see how uh, the health services right now have lack of equipment with masks and beds, especially in the US and, and the UK. Um, but you know, up until recently, we hadn't heard much news about there potentially being a lack of doctors and nurses as well, especially, as you say, we're still moving up the curve and haven't hit the peak number of cases. So I think it's a really good idea to graduate these doctors a bit early, put them into the workforce, because I think, you know, soon we might have a lack of medical staff. So yeah, I think we're in a good agreement there. Just to expand on that a little, I would just like to get a perspective from the USA on what on what the situation is over there. For example, over here, our NHS staff were being lauded as heroes. Um, we do a, a clap every Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Is the USA doing anything to step up its response, hiring more medics, etc.? Yes, I think in terms of, kind of the hero status is exactly the same as, as UK. They're on the front line putting their, well, effectively their lives at risk. There's been multiple stories of nurses and doctors, unfortunately, dying from the virus because they're in such close contact and in terms of trying to kind of step it up I think at, at the moment you know the US is not at capacity uh, in terms of the use of their, their doctors and nurses but they are expecting to be over capacity very soon um, and I think one, one thing they're looking for um, they're not going to graduate students early in the in the UK but they are going to be taking well asking doctors to come out of retirement to go and help in the workforce to try and increase the medical staff. So that's that's one thing uh, they're doing. And also um, some doctors who are trained in you know dermatology and they're podi- podiatrist, podiatrists. Um, podiatrists. I think that's yeah. correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know these people aren't effectively on the front line as as they say it, but they have you know some of the knowledge and skills. Mm-hmm. So. I think you know over time they'll ask you know doctors in these specializations to, to go and work in I guess emergency rooms and, and help out so I think those are some of the ways and uh, I think w- one interesting way I was reading about in the US as well that in New York which is like the hot spot uh, right now in America they're looking to kind of reduce the licensing laws and allow foreign doctors to come over to the US and then practice in in New York where they right. especially need help that doesn't exist currently yeah yeah it doesn't exist uh the problem is like the the immigration laws in america are so tough so there is a lot of red tape uh kind of stopping this but 
and the New York governor wants to make a special case and a special rule to allow foreign doctors to be able to work in New York, especially during this time. Oh, that's an interesting stuff. So we've got medics being deployed on the front line. We've got a range of different science disciplines trying to work on a vaccine and understand the virus. Engineers are designing and building ventilators to help increase the chances of survival. Uh, where do you see yourself as an economist fitting into that picture of fighting this crisis? Um, yeah, I think in terms of, I think there's a, a big demand right now for, you know, data specialists. You know, data is playing such an important role right now. I think everyone, well, myself included, I look on online multiple times a day to kind of look at the, the latest uh, statistics um, and, you know, what they mean going, going forward. So I guess as economists, you know, we are kind of data specialists. So that's that's something we do. And then obviously this lockdown is having such a, a large impact on the economy. It's like the first time, you know, it's just come to a standstill. So, you know, lots of lots of people are worried, you know, financially and employment wise. So lots of research for, for economists to see how we can you know, possibly get out of this at, at the end. If there's mm. well, seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. So how how can we recover from this? So now we're heading into week three of the lockdown here in the UK. What's the lockdown there in the US like? Well, I guess you're more stringent lockdown where you are. Where I am in Washington state, it's, uh, it's a little bit more relaxed. And we've been in lockdown for a bit longer than you guys. Um, I think probably, what, about one more week than you? Okay. We're around week four of, of lockdown and it's just been extended on lockdown to April 30th. So. Got just under a month more. Yeah, another month. So, well, we haven't even got to a month here in the UK, but looking like it'll probably extend here as well. Uh, but yeah, you talked about the lockdown there. We've seen here that people have been, you know, taking to Zoom and doing online fitness classes. Uh, people have been doing hobbies that they've been putting off for a while. People have been doing their gardens. You know, being good weather in the in part, parts of England. So, what part of your lifestyle has been most affected, and uh, you know how are you getting on? I think the, well, for me personally, uh, I guess not being able to go go to the gym. <laughs> uh, it's just you know good get out and go to the gym, but like yourself, being looking online for for fitness classes, and apart from that, you know, as a PhD student, well, for economics anyway, you can really work anywhere remotely because you don't need to be. In a laboratory to to do do certain stuff, everything can be done from your computer. So I guess I'm lucky in that case. So the only thing that's changed is you know a bit of freedom to go out and about. I can certainly agree with that, mate. Um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there for now. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you on the next one, right? Thank you. See you on the next one. Great. So before I go, I want to talk to you, the listener, and ask you to get in contact with us. If any of the topics have been of interest to you, if you want to get in touch with us and tell us about what you've been doing in your spare time now that we have plenty of time at home, have you had a chance to catch up with family, or have you been working hard getting ahead? We want to hear from you. Perhaps you're worried about exam season. And of course, if you have any questions for our friend in America, don't be afraid to get in contact with us. So you can contact us through Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Twitter is Maturing C, as in Maturing Cheddar. 
and on Instagram we are called Maturing Cheddar. We have some other podcasts out, but this is going to be a special series that aims to keep you, the University of Bristol, up to date with the goings on around the university and across the pond. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. <laughs>